the Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast are now presented by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblepodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football action. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gam Podcast Network. It is currently Sunday morning, August 20th. Number host is always Scott Rochelle, once again, going solo for this pod. Should be a fun episode, but a bit of a short episode. Only one match to talk about on the card as we have the men's final in Cincinnati between Alcaraz and Djokovic taking place at around 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. So looking forward to going through that one match. But before we get into the preview there, want to address a couple of things first. First things first, I want to address why there was no episode for the semifinals. And the big reason is because of the fact that I was traveling back from Wisconsin. I might have mentioned on a previous episode that I was busy uh, in Wisconsin for a wedding. And as a result, I had to fly back yesterday and I really just didn't have time to record. So apologies there. And hopefully you were able to make some money on the semifinal matches anyway. I do want to point out, though, that if you are not a member of the SGPN Discord uh, server, you should be, because even though I was not able to record an episode, I had people asking me what my thoughts were on the actual matches, and I was responding to some people's questions about the matches at the airport via Discord, and it is free to enter the Discord. So occasionally, if I can't make an episode, I might be able to talk about the matches briefly on Discord. And it's a shame we couldn't record again because I ended up sweeping uh, for the semis from my Discord messages. I like the over in both matches, and they got there. Alcaraz, once again, continues to be a three-set magnet as he was able to beat her catch. And then you ended up seeing Djokovic and Zverev go over. I thought Djokovic would win. I thought it'd be competitive, and that's exactly what we got. I'll go through those matches in a bit more detail in a second. But indirectly swept the semifinals as well on Discord. I'm not going to count it towards my record or anything because we had no episode. But once again, if you do want to get in contact with me, and maybe you want my opinions on matches moving forward, if there is no episode... You can reach out to me on Discord in the SGPN server. Once again, free to enter. And you also could reach out to me on Twitter, for example. I had a couple people DMing me on Twitter, asking me what my thoughts were on the matches. But either way, time to actually get into the recap of the last episode we did record, which was for the quarterfinals. And we ended up sweeping. So once again, we've been in good form all tournament long, and hopefully we'll keep it rolling on Sunday for the final. But for the quarterfinals episode want to just go through some of those matches so for the lock in that episode we had Purcell plus the five and a half against Alcaraz which ended up getting there as Purcell really almost won the match uh, Alcaraz was a massive favorite he was my, north of minus a thousand and then Purcell gave him a series run for his money rented a gas there at the end of the third set but ended up getting the job done for us as he covered the plus five and a half and for the dog we had the under in the Djokovic and Fritz match at plus 105. And then Djokovic came out and bageled Fritz in the first set. So once again, swept overall. I think we got basically everything right on the quarterfinals episode. We were wrong about one thing. We thought that her catch and Papyrin would go to three sets. And we were close because Papyrin did 
end up losing 10-8 in the tiebreaker. He had one set point there at 7-6 in the breaker, but to be fair, her catch was up 6-1 in the breaker and then completely choked it. So Papyron really didn't have a chance to win the set, but then he was able to fight off five match points, then get a match point of his own, and then after that, he ended up losing anyway. But that was the only thing we got wrong on the entire card. With that Alcaraz would win, we thought that Purcell and Alcaraz might go three. We liked the over, and we had the plus five and a half as the lock. We thought Zverev would win in straight sets against Manorino, which he did, and we thought Djokovic would bury Fritz, and he did. So once again, great episode there for the quarters. For the semis, I'll go through those matches in, in a second, but for the sake of the Discord predictions we also swept that i'm not going to count it once again but still uh i ended up actually giving some opinions on the matches in the end and it worked out the way that i thought it would i thought alcaraz and Djokovic would win and i thought that they'd both be longer matches alcaraz once again went to three sets and even fought off a match point in the second set and that was an impressive win for him and Djokovic looked good it ended up being competitive in the second set, even though Djokovic probably should have won 6-4 in the second because he was serving for the match at 5-4, got broken, but then immediately broke back and then ended up holding at the end to win 7-6-7-5. So overall, two very fun matches. The Djokovic match, despite being in straight sets, vic- uh, despite being a straight sets victory, did go north of two hours. So it was a long match. The Alcaraz match, though, was two hours and 18. So time-wise, both teams played roughly the same amount of tennis. Uh, Both players did, but uh, you might be a bit concerned for Alcaraz uh, fatigue-wise because he's gone to three sets in every round of this tournament, and Djokovic has not dropped a single set. So that might be why you're looking at what could be a pretty solid advantage for Djokovic in terms of stamina because he's had a much easier go of it so far in this event. But Time to actually get into the preview for the men's final. Looking at the odds here, Djokovic is a pretty big favorite. Shopping around, you can find 160 all the way through to basically 175. And you're looking at the over-under in this match. And the over-under for this match is being set at 22.5. Over is minus 105. Under is minus 115. If you want some alt lines, you can get 21.5. Over is minus 145. Under is plus 115. If you want some alternative games here, you can get Djokovic minus 1.5 games at minus 130. Alcaraz plus 1.5 games at plus 100. And if you do want Djokovic to win in straight sets, you can get that at plus 150. Alcaraz to win in straight sets is plus 300. Match to go two with three sets is plus 130. Now, to go through the head-to-head between these players, they faced off three times, and Alcaraz actually has the winning record. Alcaraz is 2-1. and one. Lifetime against Djokovic. They faced off two times of this year, ended up splitting. Djokovic won in the French Open, and you saw Alcaraz win in Wimbledon in the final there. They also faced off in Madrid on clay back in 2022, and Alcaraz did win that one in his home country. It was a war. He ended up going three sets, 6-7, 7-5, 7-6, but Alcaraz is 2-1. But the weird part about that, once again, is this is a hardcore event. And all three matches they've had against each other were not on hardcore. So this is a bit of a unique wrinkle to their head-to-head. And it's a pretty important one because Djokovic, I think we can all agree, is the much better hardcore player. I know Alcaraz did win the U.S. Open, but you got to keep in mind that Nadal was injured. He ended up playing. He lost to Tiafo in that tournament. But Djokovic wasn't allowed into the country. 
So Alcaraz ended up having, I don't want to say an easy path because they had a couple of marathon matches, but winning a Grand Slam is one thing. Winning a Grand Slam with Djokovic not being in the entire picture is a different thing. And if Djokovic was in the U.S. Open, he might have won the entire thing. So just keep that in mind. Alcaraz is still a good hardcore player, but in this overall North American hardcore swing, he has not been that impressive. Now, he's still winning, don't get me wrong, but I got to at least point out that as the number one ranked player in the world, he has dropped a lot of sets to some weaker competition, and I got to read these. I got to read this off. So, Alcaraz has gone to three sets in each of his last six matches. Six of his seven matches into the hardcore North American swing have gone to three sets. To recap the tournament, though, beat Thompson in three in the first round, beat Paul in a three-set marathon in the next match, ended up beating Purcell in three in the quarters, and beat Hercatch for the second time in about a week in three sets in the semis. So Alcaraz, once again, has beaten Hercatch, who's a pretty good player, and then his second-best win is Paul, then either Purcell or Thompson. So his level of competition has not exactly been that great, and Ankara has still been dropping sets all the time. I do wonder if he's going to be unable to dig himself out of a hole, and he has been involved in a decent amount of somewhat sizable holes in the past week, and that might be a bit of a problem, since Djokovic has been, once again, the pure opposite, as he's not dropped a set. Now, he only played one set in the first match because Fakina got injured, but he won that one 6-4, Played Monfi 1 6 3 6 2, played Fritz 1 6 0 6 4, and played uh, Zverev 6 uh, 7 6 7 5. So going down the line, Djokovic has had beaten better competition in every single round, and he has not dropped a set. So not only is he facing better opponents, but he's also looked more comfortable in the process. So I think it makes sense that Djokovic is a pretty sizable favorite here at around minus 160 or minus 170. And to go through the once again, head-to-head, I think Alcaraz will have a lot of confidence because he was able to beat Djokovic in his favorite environment, which is center court in Wimbledon. But facing off against hardcore Djokovic, once again, is a completely different animal compared to just the recent form both players are in. And it should be a lot of fun. I'm not saying Djokovic is automatically going to curb stomp him, but I do think Djokovic is in line to win this match. I just think that Alcaraz, based on his current form, is going to be a little bit too shaky at times. And his style of play is still not always translated to the slow hard courts in North America, which is why even though he's won, he's looked very uncomfortable in the process. But Djokovic looks really good. He's won this event before, and I do think Djokovic will look sharper on a more regular basis in this match. Now, for the sake of the length for this match, Alcaraz going to three sets has been just a staple for the entire uh, really show the past week and we have not lost with it so if you want to go back to two and a half you can would i be shocked if djokovic won in straight sets not really i'm gonna be honest because i think that alcaraz has been playing some good tennis on occasion he's had some bad moments though but he's had a weaker level of competition and he still can't put anybody away so i can see a world where this match goes three sets do i see a world where alcaraz wins in straight sets no, I think it makes sense that Alcaraz to win in straight sets is plus 300 and Djokovic to win in straight sets is plus 150. It's because the odds of Djokovic to win in straight sets are significantly higher just based on the form of these players in this event. I don't think Alcaraz is going to win in straight sets. So if you do like Alcaraz to win, you might want to consider taking Alcaraz in three 
or maybe Alcaraz moneyline parlayed with the over in games. But I don't see a straight set victory happening for Alcaraz. So I think Djokovic has a great chance of winning this match because he's in better form. And I do wonder about fatigue. Alcaraz is still a very young player. And we saw in the U.S. Open, he was able to constantly survive five set marathons and move on like nothing happened. But I got to point out, though, that Djokovic has looked completely dialed in. And I do think he's going to be able to eventually uh, wear down Alcaraz to the point of getting revenge, kind of on Wimbledon. It's not the same when you lose in a final in a Grand Slam, but still, I think Djokovic will be able to get a small taste of revenge here on Sunday in the men's final. But for the sake of my match picks, I think Djokovic is going to win. And for the games, I'm really on the fence here because I think Alcaraz can win a set. But I also would not be shocked if Alcaraz just lost in straight sets. Maybe a breaker in there. Maybe some type of like 7-6-6-3 type of match. So the games are pretty tricky. Ah, I'm I'm really on the fence on this one. I think I'm going to lean to the under if, if I really had to. I'm not going to have a play on the total games. Just full disclosure here. I'll pick something else for the lock and dog picks. But I really think Djokovic is going to look comfortable. I, I just think that Alcaraz has been... I don't want to say lucky to get this far, but he's been able to overcome a lot of adversity and he's gotten himself into, once again, some pretty rough situations in this tournament against weaker competition. And if he finds himself in a similar hole against arguably the best player of all time on hard court, he's going to be not as fortunate to win. And I think that he's going to probably end up losing in relatively lopsided fashion. So once again, give me Djokovic, and I will lean to the under in this game, in this uh, match, I mean. But anyway, now it's time to actually get into the lock and dog picks. Before we get into any of that, got to have a quick word from our sponsor. You've waited all year, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, and so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 97777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after they are issued. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.org. DraftKings.com slash football terms. We're also brought to you by Game Time. I don't know about all of you, but I personally find it extremely annoying at times when you're trying to book tickets to events at the last minute. But Game Time definitely helps me deal with that issue because they are the best place to find tickets at the last minute. 
You can look at how they are able to provide you with great access and immediate access to tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. They also have some great features on the app. For example, they can give you images of seat views. I personally love that feature because when you're buying a ticket, sometimes they just tell you the row and the section. You think it might be a good seat, and suddenly your view might be obstructed. But with the actual feature of images of seat views, you can see what the projected view is going to be once you get to your seats, which might help you filter down your seat selection process. But either way, point is it's definitely great to get tickets in advance or even at the last minute they have flash deals for last minute ticket deals. And if you also want to look at some other great features that they have, they also have the lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a good reason, and I definitely recommend you give it a try. Stag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Factor. With the busy fall season just around the corner, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, which can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared uh, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. A reminder, you got football season coming up. I know most people don't want to miss any piece of the action, so it definitely makes, it makes a lot of sense to have some food already ready for you. All you have to do is just heat it up and it's ready to go. But if you're too busy with your end summer goals to cook, or once again, maybe you're too busy watching some football and you still want to make sure you're eating well, Factor can definitely help you out with that because you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store and all the preparation while still getting all the flavor and nutritional quality that you need fresh uh factors fresh never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes so all you have to do is heat and enjoy and then get back to crushing your goals head to factormeals.com slash sgpn50 and use code sgpn50 to get 50 percent off that's code sgpn50 at factormeals.com slash sgpn50 for 50 percent off we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the, the NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog NFL Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favorite over and under picks. They even got college football and NFL preseason. And of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets a casual $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. It's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the men's final in Cincinnati between Alcaraz and Djokovic. Now it's time for the lock and dog picks for the show. Starting off with the lock, I am going to go to something a bit juicy that I still like. And I think you know where I'm going with this one. I am going to go with Djokovic on the money line at minus 160 on DraftKings. Simply put, Djokovic is in much better form, and he's looked a lot more comfortable on the slow courts here. I think he's going to win. Alcaraz has been involved in a lot of marathon matches against weaker competition. That was also the case in Toronto, where he went to three sets against Tommy Paul and out and uh, uh, her catch. And he wasn't even that sharp against Shelton. The point is Alcaraz has kind of been getting by on. I don't want to say the bare minimum because he's played a lot of tennis, but he has been able to get by without looking dominant at really any point. And the fact that Alcaraz has kind of been punting sets regularly, 
he'll not be able to punt the set against arguably the best hardcore player of all time and get by. And I do think that Djokovic will hit the ground running. I think he'll be consistent. And I think that Alcaraz's unforced error count is going to be very, very high in this matchup. But with the slow speeds of the courts, I do expect some breaks in this matchup. And I do think that Djokovic is going to be more likely to hold serve than Alcaraz based on how the serving has unfolded so far in this event. But simply put, minus 160 for a guy that has not dropped a set the entire event, for a guy that's gone to three sets in each of his last six matches, I just have questions about fatigue. And I obviously think that Djokovic is in better form. I know Alcaraz won the U.S. Open last year, but once again, Djokovic wasn't there. So I'm not saying Alcaraz is overrated on hard court, but I do think that Djokovic is clearly more comfortable on hard court, and that's good enough for me. And it also helps that Djokovic has won this event several times in the past. But I do think this price is a little bit short. I think it should be closer to minus 175, maybe minus 180. Maybe it goes three sets, but I do think unlike Alcaraz's opponents from this entire tournament, Djokovic will not run out of gas, and he will be able to capitalize if he is able to take a set and I think that he will be able to win a second set with that in order to lift another trophy. So that's going to do it for the actual lock, Djokovic money line. But for the dog, I am going to go to Djokovic first set spread. I'm going to take Djokovic minus one and a half games in the first set at even money on bet 365. So a small dog here, but still a dog nonetheless. Alcaraz has not been good in the first set lately, as he ended up losing to her catch 6-2 in the first set. And in the quarterfinals, he lost to Purcell. 6-4 in the first set. And if you want to even go back to Toronto, lost the first set to Paul, 6-3, and lost the first set to Hercatch, 6-3. So Alcaraz has actually lost the first set in four of his last six matches, and he's lost the first set in each of his last two matches here in Cincinnati. So laying one and a half with Djokovic, a guy that I think is going to win the overall match at even money to win by multiple games in the first set, I think it's just a very good deal. I think that you're looking at a spot where Djokovic, once again, who has not dropped a set in the entire tournament, should hit the ground running. Alcaraz has kind of taken his time to adjust to his particular opponents, and we even saw that in Wimbledon, where he got buried in the first set and then ended up coming back to win in five. But Alcaraz has been willing to be quite patient on the court early on, kind of a feel-out process in the first set, and I do think Djokovic, as a result, will be able to win the first set with, I don't want to say ease, but I think he'll be able to win the first set by at least two games. And in even money, I think it's a pretty good price. So once again, the lock and all picks for the show. The lock's going to be on a Djokovic on the money line at minus 160 on DraftKings. And the dog will be Djokovic minus one and a half games in the first set at even money on Bet365. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Once again, apologies for not having an episode for the semis, but I was traveling. So once again, what are you going to do? But either way, to go through the brief uh, discussion, uh, a brief discussion of the plans for this podcast, U.S. Open is close, but not there yet. We still have to kill one more week. And as a result, we are going to be looking at another event on hardcore taking place before the U.S. Open, as you have the Winston-Salem Open taking place in North Carolina. So it should be a pretty weak field because most players are going to be taking the time off to recover for the U.S. Open. But the Open starts on the 28th, so get excited. But for the sake of the Winston-Salem Open, we're probably not going to do an episode for every round. We're going to do the outright episode probably either Sunday night or maybe Monday. Probably uh, Sunday because the tournament does start on Sunday, and it's a pretty small field of 48 people. So we're probably going to do another episode later today, and we'll go from there. But we're going to do an outright episode 
then an episode for the semis and the final, and then a U.S. Open preview episode. We're not going to be doing episodes every round in Winston-Salem. So just keep that in mind. Wanted to make that announcement if you were looking for an episode every single round. Not going to happen. So wanted to just state that publicly. But either way, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Find me on Twitter at Reichshaw Radio. Find me on, once again, the SGPN Discord server in the tennis section if you do want to interact with me, as well as a lot of other sharp tennis cappers that we have in that group. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.